I want you to open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 26. We're continuing our series we kicked off a few weeks ago called Change My Heart. And we're asking God to change our heart about so many of our viewpoints and our own experiences uh, in and through this series. I hope that's your prayer. And uh, in Genesis chapter 26, we find um, Isaac. Isaac is the son of Abraham. He's the father of Jacob. He's kind of that patriarch in the book of Genesis that gets overlooked a lot of times because he had a great son and he had a great dad. But Isaac was kind of a a more melancholy soul. He was kind of a quieter uh, type of spiritual leader. He's still regarded as one of the great patriarchs of of Israel, of the Hebrew people. But we're going to see some remarkable faith that this man has. And I know it's going to bless you today as we look at this scripture. When we hear the term, uh, the term blessed, we tend to think about uh, people who are blessed have three beautiful children, or we think about the term blessed when we live in a great country, or when we buy a new home, or we get a new promotion, we say blessed. If you look up blessed on Instagram, the hashtag, there's a hundred million posts of people saying that they're blessed. And usually it is toned bodies, it is graduations, new cars, goals achieved, new marriages, graduations, and so many other things. But I got a question for you today. Can you be blessed? Can you be blessed and not have the car? Can you be blessed and not have the finances? Can you be blessed? Can you be blessed when you don't even have a job? And I want us to see Isaac's response to this powerful question today. I've called the message today blessing mindset because I think that if if what I'm sharing with you today really gets in your spirit and in your heart, it will change your attitude about the blessings of God. Too many times we associate God's blessings with uh, material possessions and obvious things that are before us. But I think it's a lot deeper and a lot more profound than that. In Genesis 26, God blesses Isaac so much that his crops increase a hundredfold. How would you like your portfolio to increase a hundredfold like in the season? How many of you would hashtag that, blessed? Come on now. I mean, Isaac is one of the most blessed men in the Bible. He's blessed. His father was blessed. He learned about the blessings from Abraham. Abraham was even more blessed than Isaac was. But you know what's so amazing is right after it says God blessed Isaac, it says that King Abimelech takes everything that he's got. And I was studying that this week and I was like, but wait a second. It said in the verses before Isaac was blessed, but now everything has been taken from him. Was Isaac blessed or was he not blessed? Let's see how this story unfolds. Because to have a blessing mindset, we got to do four things at least. At least four things. And, and the first is this. We have to believe that we are blessed. Now, a mindset is the way that you think about your life and circumstance. It's the filter by which all of your thoughts are processed. If we could change our mindset... Maybe we would not be so depressed or so discouraged if we could just begin to change the way that we think about what's going on in our life. But we have to begin by believing that we are blessed and you are blessed if you are in Christ. 
Last week, we outlined some of those examples from the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1 tells us that we are forgiven. In other words, um, God forgives our sins, even though we make a lot of mistakes and do a lot of dumb things. We are forgiven. We were chosen by God. I mean, just think for a moment um, about what that means. We have some families in our church that have adopted kids, and they chose that son or that daughter. And the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1 that God chose you, even before the foundations of the world. You're blessed. You were picked by God if you're in Christ. You are loved. You are redeemed. You are empowered by the Holy Spirit. Man, if you're in Christ, you are blessed. When you look at the words of Jesus in the Beatitudes, Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. In other words, you can be blessed when you're sad. You can be blessed when you're struggling. You can be blessed when you're persecuted, Jesus says. Now, how's that for a hashtag? In fact, the next time you get depressed, why don't you take a selfie and put that on Instagram and put down all of your trials and then put, and put hashtag blessed and see how many likes you get, right? But what is the blessing mindset? Well, it's believing that you are blessed in Christ. Now, let's look at these verses. Look with me at Genesis 26, beginning of verse 12. Isaac sowed seed in the land, and that year he reaped a hundred times what was sown And the Lord what? Come on, say it, somebody. The Lord blessed him, and the man became rich and kept getting richer until he was very wealthy. Hashtag blessed. Okay? But look at the verse 16, if you skip down a little bit. And Abimelech said to Isaac, leave us, for you are much too powerful for us. So Isaac left there, camped in Gerar Valley, and lived there. Wait a second. Everything's humming on all cylinders. The crops are blowing up. Isaac has these beautiful wells. He's a farmer. He's a rancher. Everything is up and to the right. And then all of a sudden, King Abimelech says, hey, listen, man, you're too blessed. Get out of here. We're going to take everything that belongs to you. How would you feel if you built a great business and somebody just came and took that away from you? We're going to take your assets. We're going to take your employees. We're going to take your clients. We're going to take whatever you have. We're going to just take it all. Would you feel hashtag blessed? Well, Isaac has a blessing mentality. Isaac's eyes are not on his enemy, King Abimelech. His eye, his eyes on the Lord. He's looking at God because he has a blessing mindset. He realizes that the same God, the same God who gave him increase in the first circumstance is the same God that's going to take care of him in the future. And Isaac doesn't bicker, he doesn't complain, he just kind of rolls on down, he rolls on down the road. I mean, uh, look at this, uh, as the verses unfold, he, he, in verse 16, it says, And Abimelech said to Isaac, leave us, for you're much too powerful for us. So Isaac left the camp 
in Gerar Valley and lived there. And Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the days of his father Abraham and that the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died. So Isaac's like, okay, Abimelech, I will leave. No conflict, no fighting. I think I would have punched him, you know, but I mean, Isaac, he's a man of peace and he leaves. But look what happens. He gave them the same name as his father had given them. And in verse 19, then Isaac's servants dug dug in the valley and found a well of spring water there. But the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen and said, the water is ours. So he named the well Essek because they argued with him. And then they dug another well and quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitna. And he moved from there and dug another well. And they did not quarrel over it. And he named it Rehoboth. And he said, for now, the Lord has made space for us and we will be fruitful in the land. Do you see that? Isaac, he keeps moving because people keep taking his stuff. How how is Isaac able to pick up and move? He has a blessing mindset. His eyes are on the Lord, not on his enemies. And he refocuses on the provider. You see, if you're going to have a blessing mindset, you have to refocus your attention not on the people that are oppressing you, but on on the God who created you in the beginning. Now, this is amazing. Isaac is blessed originally, he moves when Abimelech kicks him out. And then the herdsmen and Gerar, they, they kind of hear, oh, Abimelech kind of pushed him around. We'll take his stuff too. And uh, obviously Isaac had a knack for digging wells. I mean, this guy was like gifted, man. He was blessed with the ability to dig wells. And, and then the herdsmen take the first well and then they take another well. And I mean, he just keeps moving and God keeps providing for him. Is this amazing? Sometimes we get into the mindset that says, if God provided for me five years ago this way, uh, yes, I believe that, but God can't provide for me today, this year. God can't take care of me this month. I I know all that stuff that he did in the past, but but, but can can God do it again? And over and over, Isaac experiences the power and the hand of God on his life. It's amazing. His focus is on the Lord, not on his enemies. His focus is on the Lord as his provider, not on his circumstance. And so Isaac's idea was, hey, you know what? I'll just go on down the road and God's going to take care of me. Isn't that beautiful? Wow. What a bold faith he has. I love that. The herdsmen of Gerar are jealous and envious of him. Whenever you're blessed, people will always be jealous. People will always want what you have. People will always want your home. There will always be people that want your family, that always want what you have. But our eyes and our attention is not on our enemies or our oppressors. Our eyes have got to be on the Lord. That's a blessing mindset. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. Our eyes are on the Lord, not on how we feel or not on what people say. So God provided for him the first time. God provided for him the second time. God provided for him the third time. I think if Isaac would have moved again, he probably would have dug another great well and the hand of God would have blessed him there as well. 
Wow. Why do I have to keep focusing on the provider? Well, because life is a battle. I mean, it's hard to keep our eyes on the Lord, isn't it? We got an internal battle with ourselves. We got a battle spiritually. Can I trust God? Can I believe God? We have a battle with other people. We have a battle with our circumstance. By the way, life is just a battle. Life is a battle. And blessing and hardship always go together. Did you know that? On one hand, people are putting him down. And on the other hand, God is opening up opportunities. That's a picture of the Christian life. Did you know it? There is hardship. There is goodness and faithfulness and the power of God. And all those things roll together. Sometimes we have this idea that's like, well... I just want to get to a point where everything in my life is going great. I've just found rarely is that the case. <laughs> you know, in life, a lot of times you're putting out this fire and you get this fire under control and then you're running over here and you're putting out this fire. But in the middle of that, we have to keep our eyes on the provider. God is the one that's going to take care of you. God is the one that's going to open up opportunities. The same God that blessed you a decade ago is the same God that's going to bless you today and tomorrow and in the future. If you will walk with God, if you will trust God, good things will begin to happen in your life. And Isaac has this very simple faith. He reopens the wells. He renames the wells. He goes back to the place of Abraham. For some of us, if you grew up in a Christian family, Maybe the greatest thing you can do is go back and remember the faith of your parents or even your grandparents. Isaac's like, How, where, did, where did my dad, the great man of faith, Abraham, where did he get water? And he goes and he actually uncovers the wells of his father, Abraham. We got to go back. We got to go back to where we used to be, where our heritage is, man, where our family has been. Go back and do that again. And Isaac remodels and remakes what his father Abraham did in digging those wells originally. And he focuses on the provider. It's beautiful. Problems don't go away. They just change. Rich people have problems. Poor people have problems. People in the middle have problems. But we have to keep our eyes oh, on the Lord. God's blessings are often accomplished in and through our greatest struggles. The Philistines are jealous of Isaac. They're taking all of his stuff. And yet God keeps providing for him over and over and over again. And both are true in this text. The blessing mindset refocuses on the provider, but it also remembers that God is with us. Now God gives Isaac a word. He tells him two things in verses 23 to 25. He says, <clears throat> from there he went up to Beersheba and the Lord appeared to him that night. And he said, I am the God of your father, Abraham. Check it out. Do not be afraid for I am with you. I mean, that's the word from God to Isaac. Don't be afraid. And I'm with you. I heard Rick Warren say one time that 
The Bible mentions fear not or don't be afraid 365 times in the Bible. That's one for every single day. It's one of the greatest statements in the Bible. Don't be Why would God say don't be afraid over and over in the Old Testament and in the New Testament and over here? And because he knew that the message, fear not, would never get old. It would never lose relevance in our life. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. The blessing mindset says, I don't have to be afraid. God is with me. I don't have all the answers. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what the future holds. But I know that God is with me and I'm not afraid. The blessing mindset. Interestingly enough, these two statements are echoed throughout the Bible. If you look in Judges chapter 6, this is exactly what the angel of the Lord says to, uh, to Gideon. <clears throat> Gideon is a, is a Hebrew. He's being oppressed by the Midianites. And the Midianites are stealing all their food and raping their women. And every time they plant some crops, they steal everything and burn everything to the ground. That's like one of the darkest days in the nation of Israel. And one day, the angel of the Lord shows up and says, Hey, Gideon, you're a mighty warrior. <laughs> and Gideon's like looking around going, I don't feel mighty. I don't know who you're talking about. What, you know, you got the wrong guy. Maybe this is the wrong address, angel of the Lord. But what does he tell Gideon? He says, Gideon, you're going to raise up an army and I'm going to be with you. And Gideon's like trying to ask all these questions. Well, what about this? Well, what about that? And the angel of the Lord just kind of ignores everything and he says, I'm with you. And then he leaves. And Gideon's like, well, I need more information. I need more direction, God. And then he remembers, God's going to be with me. He mounts an army of a measly 300 soldiers. And without weapons, they defeat Midian, an army of over 100,000. Wow. The message, I'm with you. What about the Virgin Mary? Do you remember it? Gabriel came to the Virgin Mary and he said, you're with child and you're blessed. And I'm sure that this young teenage single mom thought, I don't know that I feel blessed right now. You know, you just told me I'm going to have a child and I don't have a husband and it's not supposed to work this way. I'm not feeling so blessed. But then the angel of the Lord says, you will give birth to a son and he will be called what? Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. One of the names of Jesus is God with us. And that's the hope and promise for every follower of Christ is that, is that he's with us. He's with us. We're not alone. The blessed mindset, the blessing mindset recognizes that God is always with me. He's always with me. That's why I don't have to be afraid. And 2,000 years later, he's still with us. The U.S. national pandemic 
emotional impact report was published a few months ago. They measured the emotional impact of the pandemic. And they asked people questions based on how they felt before the pandemic and then after the pandemic. And here's the response of people. 55% of respondents reported that their life had been more stressful since. Um, People were asked the question, uh, do you worry more about health and safety for family members and friends? 66% said more. I have more worry about that. They ask a question about feeling more frustrated, not being able to do what you usually enjoy doing. 58% said yes. Do you worry more about your own personal health and safety? 57% said more after the pandemic. Uh, More people worried about the breakdown of society, about the loss of their finances. 53% said they were worried about being more bored. You know, I guess you can only play the Xbox so many times, you know, just sitting around at home. Being more anxious or or, uh, feeling a lack of ease. 51% said they felt more anxiety after the pandemic. It's in those moments that we need to remember God is with us. These two messages that God gives to Isaac are as relevant today as anything in the Bible. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. We need God. We need God in our life. We need to turn to the Lord. We need to to embrace him. We need to renew our faith. We need to be reminded of his goodness and his power and his strength in our lives. A couple weeks ago, we got a, a, a message from some old friend of ours. They live in another state. They were pregnant and they were deep, you know, pretty, pretty advanced in the pregnancy with twins. And the twins didn't make it. And they were devastated. And they reached out to us. You know, it was in that moment that I was reminded that we miscarried um, a number of years ago before we had our, our two kids that we have now. And I remember being at the doctor's office and feeling so hurt and so, like, you know, uneasy. And it was so painful. But I also remembered the fact that I felt the presence of God with me. And it was one of the weirdest feelings because like there was hurt, there was pain, there was disappointment, there was uncertainty, and yet kind of breaking through the darkness, there was the light and it was the power and it was the presence of God that was sustaining me. It's a weird thing. If you're not a follower of Christ, you may not get all that. It may not make a lot of sense to you. I think this is exactly what God intended as he spoke to Isaac and he said, listen, don't be afraid. I'm with you. Yeah, some people are going to steal your stuff. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to be nervous. You know, some of your servants and, and maybe your wife and your kids are going to be going, where is all this headed? But you know what? I'm with you. And it was with that faith that Isaac moves from location to location to location. Listen, the blessings of God in your life are not tied to a location. 
They're tied to a creator and a provider. God's blessings in your life are not tied to one job or one home or one locale. They are tied to, to the creator of heavens and earth, the heavens and the earth, the Lord. We need to be reminded of that. Remember, God is always with you. Remember, God's with you. But there's a fourth part of the blessing mindset. It unfolds right here in verse 26, and it says, glorify God always. Look at it. Now, Abimelech came to him from Gerar. Now, Abimelech was the king that kicked him out originally. Okay, do you remember? And he was with his advisor, Fakol, the commander of his army. And Isaac said to them, why have you come to me? You hated me, and you sent me away. And they replied, we have clearly seen how the Lord has been with you. This guy is not a believer, by the way. We think there should be an oath between the two parties, between us and you. Let us make a covenant with you. You will not harm us just as we have not harmed you, but have done only what was good to you, sending you away in peace. Well, I'm not sure exactly it was that way. You are now blessed by the Lord. There's that word blessed again. So he prepared a banquet for them, and they ate, and they drank. You know the greatest compliment that a non-believer can give a believer? I see the hand of God on your life. I don't even know the Lord. There's something different about you. And yeah, Abimelech was probably looking out for his own self-interest. You know, he probably was. But he could not deny that the sovereign creator of the heavens and the earth was in the back pocket of Isaac. I think it probably freaked him out when he heard about it. He was like, you know, I need to go and make up with Isaac because if Isaac wants to get mad at me and he brings that God with him, he may wipe me out. So, yeah, he was probably a little, a little self-focused. And I love how he has kind of this romanticized version of we kicked you out and took all your stuff. You know, like, hey, we didn't harm you, you know. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for being so positive. You know, you didn't harm me. Isaac is gracious, though. Isaac is gracious. He, he receives it. They have a banquet together. But isn't this beautiful that we, we should glorify God always? Now, here's the principle. We worry more about our wealth than we do about our witness. We should worry about our witness first and our wealth second. Your witness is how the world perceives you in your life. We think of our, our finances first above everything is my is, is what I have. That's first. Isaac sees it the other way. Isaac's like, you know what? I worry about my witness first and my wealth second. People are watching you. Don't lose your testimony when you're attacked. When hardship strikes, we tend to do what's best for us, not necessarily what's best for the kingdom of God. And because of Isaac's simple faith and his dependence on God, Guess what? <laughs> this guy that started the revolution, stealing all of his stuff, 
taking advantage of Isaac, comes around, and he's like, you know what? I see the hand of God on your life. How awesome would it be if your neighbors and your coworkers said to you, hey, listen, I don't know what it is that's going on in your life, but I see God. I've never seen God. I don't even know God, but God is in you. There's something different about you. God's in your family. God's in your finances. God's in your God's in your priorities. God is in your peace. God, God is in your, your whatever it may be. Fill in the blank. Romans chapter 12, verse 18 says, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. You know, that ought to be the, the goal, the aspiration of our spiritual existence. Be a peacemaker when possible. In a day and age where people feel like everyone owes them, be a peacemaker. Isaac completely trusts God. And the greatest compliment that a non-believer can give a believer is, I see the hand of God in your life. You're not like everybody else. And because Isaac handled his difficulties with such mercy and grace, the critics around him begin to come inquire about the power of his God. What does it mean to be blessed Being blessed is so much bigger than living in a certain home, having certain possessions, holding titles, being educated, knowing the right people. Being blessed is bigger than all that. God wants us to have a blessing mindset, a blessing mindset that says, I believe that I am blessed in Christ I refocus on my provider. I remember God is always with me and I glorify God always. And that's our challenge for this week. Would you bow with me for a word of prayer?